the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Any questions or concerns or challenges with multiple marriages, if you want to talk to me about it and maybe ask me a question or think through with me uh, the dating thing again, <laughs> uh, give me a call, 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to our first call in Landover, Maryland with Aisha, who's on the line. Hi, Aisha. How are you today? Did I say your I'm name doing right? Well, I'm yourself. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. How yes, do you say sir. your name? Did I say it right? It's Aisha. Aisha. Okay, I did pretty well with that. So tell me, Aisha, what is your comment or question? My question is: as believers, we um we're actually supposed to do things God's way, mm-hmm. and what God says about divorce is is that. We're not to remarry unless that spouse dies mm-hmm. or unless we are reconciled back to our very first spouse. Right. So Unless they marry again. Right. I mean, yes, unless we are reconciled back to our mm-hmm. first spouse, the person that we originally married. If we um But if they marry, marry if they marry again, just to be clear, if they marry again and then get divorced, uh, you shouldn't remarry them back, according to some of the Old Testament rules. But we're living in both Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah, I'm just God, add, yeah, I'm just God adding that to what you're saying. Yep, I'm just I'm just adding that to what you're saying. That's all. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'm just trying to find out. A lot of people want to get remarried mm-hmm. but don't see it as the word says if you marry somebody else while that spouse is alive you're considered committing adultery yeah so how does that work i mean i've never been married before sure but i see a lot of people saying well it's okay it's okay there's a lot of there's a lot of people that actually have a problem with it because of Jesus's words. It says, you know, if you marry somebody who uh, is divorced, they're still married in God's eyes, and so therefore you're committing adultery. And those were those were Jesus's words. Uh, there are a lot of people who agree with that. There's some people that would kind of disagree with that, and then there are some that would say it depends on the circumstances. So I would say it depends on the circumstances. Why? Because Jesus gives us uh, some exceptions here. The word of God gives us some exceptions. For instance, one exception, Jesus says in Matthew 5, is uh, adultery. So if you're married to somebody, Aisha, and they commit adultery, you can stay with them. You can forgive them and, and move on. That'd be awesome. And I think that's what God's desire would be. But 
if they do break that mm-hmm. marital commitment and commit adultery, you do have the right to let them go. And if you do, uh, then that would be a, a biblical exception or reason for divorce. Now, I just want to make, make sure that people who are listening to me don't think my spouse committed adultery. I can go get a divorce now. But what I am saying is if your spouse commits adultery, continues to commit adultery, and they don't want to stay in the marriage and they're just not being right, if you divorce them, uh, I do not believe God will ma- be mad at you. I believe he gives you a, a certificate to say, you know what? They broke the covenant. You can divorce. So there's, mm-hmm. the, fir- there's the first exception. There's another exception as well found mm-hmm. in 1 Corinthians. And this is what they call abandonment. Uh, so adultery would be one. Mm-hmm. Abandonment would be a second reason. And uh, that reason is, let's say, Aisha, you're married to a guy. And um, let's say you get saved. And he doesn't. And you've been praying for him to get saved. But now he's turned on you and he's saying, you know what? I don't even want to be married to you. You love that Jesus. You like that church. I don't even want to be married to you. Get out of my face. And you try to stay some more. You try to stay some more. But he's making it hard. And he finally says, listen, I don't want anything to do with you. The text actually teaches us that we're allowed as believers then to let that person go and no longer be bound in that relationship. Now, again, I I don't want people to hear me to say, listen, if your spouse is unsaved, you can leave them. (laughs) I'm not saying that. Uh, But Uh I just want to make sure to give the biblical teaching of the two biblical reasons for divorce. Now, in our culture, Aisha, some have added some things. (laughs) Like some have said, Dr. Anderson, you give two A's, adultery and abandonment. But what about abuse? Now, what some people would say Mm. is abuse is another reason. But let me tell you how they justify it. They justify abuse by saying it's like abandonment. If a man is beating on Aisha, so Aisha's married, this dude is is beating on her, slapping her. She goes to the police. She does all these things, but he's just beating on her. Some would say, well, so mm-hmm. what? It's not abandonment and it's not adultery. She needs to go home and take it. That's kind of old school chauvinism. But new school folk mm-hmm. would say, no, that may be abandonment too. He's abandoned loving her and now he is mistreating her. So he's emotionally abandoned her. Now, again, it's a bit of a stretch, but like my friend Tony Evans would probably have that view of it. And others would have that view of that is just another way of of cultural abandonment. They didn't have it in the same way back there. They have it this way now. And so let's call that abandonment. I don't know what you think about that. What? A, but I think what's going on in our culture now is what is adultery really uh, because of the Internet? What is abandonment because of abuse? This is why personally as a pastor, I believe that uh, divorces should be done in a way where there has pastoral care. So the pastors in the church can kind of oversee the circumstances and the situation. I've been in situations where I've taken men in at three o'clock in the morning to get a woman out of a situation. And we have allowed her to be separated from uh, her spouse and then ultimately uh, to divorce uh, to save her life. But without pastoral care and without the discernment of the spirit, Sometimes people don't know whether it's right, whether it's wrong, whether they're allowed to or not. So I would say uh, add pastoral leadership to trying to look into the circumstance because it's somewhat situational. Does that make sense to you? 
It does, and I'm. A, I mean, you brought up adultery, abandonment, uh, and abuse, and I. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, from what I know of the word, if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you're right. committing adultery right. anyway. If yeah. you're not, even if you're not physically involved in it, right? And I can understand the abandonment situation, but it also says if you being a saved one, you can sanctify your husband or your yeah, unsaved yeah, wife yeah. by not by words or by actions. Mm-hmm. So, but my thing is like a lot of people in the church, yes, they get married for the wrong reasons, yes, yes. but then they say, okay, because I can't fix this and we can't fix that, <laughs> yes. then I want to get a divorce. And yes. it doesn't say about, okay, anything about, okay, well, my heart has gotten hard towards them mm-hmm. or they cheated on me. It's just that we're not compatible or anything. So yeah. my thing is yeah. I understand and I respect the real reasons for divorce, yeah. but I'm still like wondering, okay, even with those and even with the, the things that actually God can fix, cause we sure. can't fix those right. certain other little links and kinks. Right. Why would people feel that? Okay. Well, since this went wrong here, then I can just go get married again. Right. But God says, you know, if it's not a biblical reason, that you're getting divorced, then yep. if you choose to go get married again, you're committing adultery. Well, and here's because you're right. That first mm-hmm. marriage, I never ended it. You decided to end it. You know. Well, and that's so that's that's my thing. And I'm with you. A lot of people are getting divorced because okay, well, I got married for the wrong reasons. Well, yep. now I want to get married for the right yep. reasons. Yep. Oh well, I married this one for the wrong reasons. Yep. I'm like, okay, but you're just continuing to commit adultery, and people are like, well. They're trying to manipulate the words. They well, God said a man shouldn't be alone. I'm like, mm. uh, hello. Yeah. Is can somebody give some answer yeah. to this? Because even women think that way, you know. And, well, and this is I why you have one, to have, you have to have pastoral care over these situations because mm-hmm. without having pastoral care, it, it, it there's a lot of circumstances that go on. And you're right, people left to their own are making their own decisions about compatibility. Like they're making decisions about who to marry. Now, even marrying someone, I think you ought to have pastoral care, premarital counseling, because you may think this is the person for you, but it may not be. We, we need a confirmation. We need affirmation. We need prayer. We need insight. We need wisdom and discernment. And when you have pastoral care, it really, really helps. Uh, but you're right. People just marrying because she looks good. You know, he looks fine. I'm I'm 30 years old. I'm 40. I want to have a baby. I'm 35. You know, all of this other stuff. And so we we take marriage into our own hands instead of saying, God, what you have joined together, you know, is, is the Lord joining them together? You're right, Aisha. And then what happens on the other side when it doesn't work out? Well, is God tearing it apart or are you tearing it apart? Let no man uh, tear asunder, uh, the scripture mm-hmm. says. And so, I mean, you're right on, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm right with you. Then the question becomes, should someone remarry the same process of should someone marry the same process of should someone get divorced is the same process. I believe we should have, should someone get remarried? And that is pastoral care to help understand what the scriptures say, what the scriptures mean. And, uh, what God is saying right now to that couple. And without that, I think people are like without a shepherd. And so without a shepherd, they're making all kinds of decisions. Boy, you've kicked my show off really well, Aisha. Yeah. Thank you so very much, okay? 
Thank you. Blessings. God be all the glory. Blessings. Hey, by the way, you have a blessing. I got a quick. Qu- I got a quick question yes, before I, before I move on. What mm-hmm. about you and getting married? How old are you? Do you want to get married or do you want to stay single? What's in your heart these days? I'm thirty eight. Um, That's a good age. I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted to be married until God mm. revealed to me that that's part of His plan. Mm. So I'm just working on my purpose and trying mm. to be the best mother I can be until He sends my husband. Wow! I believe I know who He is, but um, you already know. You know, we. <laughs> I, I God revealed Him to me years ago, oh, but wow. you know how we all we we have a spiritual and we have a natural, mm-hmm. and when we have so many people in our ears. Reminding of who the person used to be or whatever. Mm. Sometimes that's okay, God. Are you sure? Did you? Did you? Is that mm. me or is that you? So okay. I just decided to let go and let the man be like, look, if 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 I'm right, you mm. know where to find me. If I'm right. wrong, may God bless you anyway. You know. Wow. So, um, okay. I just want God's will for my life and my children, and anything outside of that. Um, the birds can have it. <laughs> I heard that. I heard. Now you said children, so you've already had kids, but you were never married. I was never married. All my children came to as a blessing to save my life, even though they came out of wedlock. Yes, sir. Mm, gotcha. Now, were if you? If I bel- didn't have my first, if I didn't have, if I didn't mm. have my first one, I would not be here right now. I heard if I didn't that. have my second one, I wouldn't be closer to God. If I didn't have my third one, a lot of hidden truths wouldn't have came about. So mm. it is well, and I can't complain. Well, you're seeing the goodness that comes out of of uh, even though it was out of wedlock, and you know that probably wasn't the right thing to do. God still used it to save you. I think that's what happens with a lot of people who who get married again. I know a lot of people have been in a second relationship and they're like, you know what? It wasn't right, but guess what? God has used this second marriage to really save me and to bless me. And so sometimes you just got to look at it as, wow, God's grace is just crazy sufficient. Hey, listen, I got to run, Aisha. I'm coming right back, though. I'm running to my commercial break. God bless you. When asked the question raised by her professor, Why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current Doctor of Philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. All right, let's go to Juanita in Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, Juanita. It's Dr. David Anderson. How are you? Um, okay, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? Okay, I have a situation. Um, this is my second marriage. Okay. Um, I I married the second time at tw- age of 24. Mm. And I was a babe in Christ. Okay. Um, 
still learning the voice of the Lord at the time, although I don't know why I was so stupid to do something like I mm. did. But anyway, um, I kind of got involved with a married man who was a pastor. Uh-huh. And I told him, you know, what I felt the lead of the Holy Spirit. And um, he said, of course, and well, it was, the Holy Spirit didn't tell me that you were supposed to marry me, whatever, whatever, whatever. I left alone, we left alone, but then we ended up getting um, involved. Okay. So he was having an adulterous affair with me. Got it. You're the um, other his, woman. His wife divorced. Yes. Okay. His wife uh, divorced him. And um, a few months later, he married me. Okay. Um, now, ever since we married, I'll be quite honest, I've just felt in my spirit, that's not your husband. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and it's, it's, it's causing me problems. Now, we've, we've been married 22 years. 22? Like, 22. Wow. But it's causing, I, I can't let that go. I, you know, I told my husband how I feel. And he says, you know, God has forgiven us um, to give yourself. And mm. let's, you know, keep working on our marriage. Right. So my question, I guess, is, because <laughs> I'm really at the point of divorce. I, that's mm. where I'm at. Um, what, what what, do I do in this perspective? Do I, do I it, it, has God forgiven us? I mean, I know God's a forgiven God, but because I'm still in the relationship. Yeah. You know, I just, just my mind is that. So if you can, help me out. Well, first of all, have you gone to the previous wife? and apologized and admitted what you've done? I have. Okay. And how did she respond, by the way? She is, she's at a I don't care mode, you know. She right. doesn't want to talk to me, you know. Sure. Doesn't want to accept my apology. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I understand that, you know. Yeah. I, I understand sure. where she is. So sure. I can't be mad at her for that, but I, I did apologize. Yeah, good. Well, he is your husband now. And so what you, in my, in my opinion, you know, uh, kind of like my last caller says, the Lord, or is it you? This is my opinion. You have to take it before God. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, he's your husband. Now, if you got into it wrong, uh, don't get out of it wrong and make two wrongs a right. Two wrongs don't make a right. And so what I would say is do what you're supposed to do and love him surrender to him and make this work because this is your second marriage too um you know and so both of you guys are in a second marriage uh don't get divorced and then try to go get in a third marriage or something else you got in it wrong but you asked the lord for forgiveness you asked the person for forgiveness whether they did or not is on them and now you got to do what's right make it the best you can make it um so that's that's my two cents on it now, again, it's between you and the Holy Spirit, too, because if you're getting this sense he's not my husband, he's not my husband, well, he is your husband. You know, he, he, you didn't get him right, uh, and you got into it wrong. Uh, but you're at least admitting that. You're open to admitting it. You're being honest about it. This is what repentance is. And you go before the Lord, and you go before him and her, and you say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm not going to do this again, and then make this right. And the way to make it right is not by now ending this one and getting into another one. No, make this the best you can. Based on what you've told me, that's what I'm seeing. What do you think? That gives me peace. It does? Okay, good. Because you said you're at the edge of divorce. And I'm like, oh, Lord, no. Yeah, there, are many, there are many reasons to get a divorce, but I don't think this is one of them. Uh, you got in it wrong, but, you know, you're you're in it. You know, my mama or somebody used to always say, maybe your mom said it too, but you made your bed, lie in it. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. 
So now yes, that I have. So now that you're lying in it, you might as well get it right. Make it comfortable. Uh, and you know, unless <laughs> you know, and so. But if he's a good man, uh, you know, uh, the, and it's been 22 years, you know, make it the best you can make it. Uh, and I think I think God can still honor it. He can forgive you. He can move on. His grace covers a multitude of sins. That was a bad one. It really was. And you should always be grieved over it. But then don't be shamed over it because you already you already God already paid for that on the cross. And you did what you were supposed to do to make it right. Now let's love the way God wants you to love. That's what I would do. That's my two cents. Okay, Juanita. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Well, we still got a couple minutes left, so let me go to uh, let me get back to Crystal. I lost her earlier. Hey, Crystal, welcome back. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I um, was wanting to ask. Um, I got married through the courthouse. Right. I didn't have the opportunity to get a pastor to do a counseling and do the whole wedding like I'd like it to be. Right. Um, at the time, I decided to buy a house instead of having a big wedding. Understood. Okay. And um, now I'm wondering, as I'm listening, is is my marriage considered invalid since I didn't do it that way mm-hmm. through God's eyes? Mm. That's a great question. So if I get married by the courts, is it really a marriage? Well, yes, legally it's really a marriage. You've co- consummated it, I, I am assuming, through relations. And mm-hmm. so, yes, it is still a marriage in God's in God's eyes. Now, are both of you believers now? We are. Yeah. And so in God's eyes, you're married. Uh, I do believe in sacred marriage and in secular marriage. So if it's, if a marriage is secular, it doesn't mean it's of God. But once you consummate it, it really is of God. And now you got to live under God's lordship. And that sounds to me like what you're doing. So you're OK. Now, if you want to have a spiritual ceremony, do it for your renewal. How long have you guys been married? It's about to be 11, and I do want to do that. So at 12, at 12 then, uh, just like a, a kid who's by mitzvah or whatever like that, make 12, when Jesus became an adult, you know, at 12 and everything, in the temple, all this stuff, make 12 the time that you do a renewal for your marriage and do it with a pastor. It's going to be great. What do you think? Oh, I think that's great. I am a member of your church. Oh, so you I are? probably just meet. Oh, yeah. great. Well, come... Come into the lobby and introduce yourself to me. I will put a face to the conversation. Let's get a pastor to marry you. I think it'd be great for a renewal. All right, let's go to Desmond. He's in Fairfax, Virginia. Hey, Desmond, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Dr. Anderson, how are you, sir? I am very, uh, very excited that I got a man to call me on Relationship Day. What is that about? Finally. (laughs) Well, um, we have the problem with communication uh, half the time, Desmond. So uh, tell me what you're thinking. Well, what I'm thinking is, um, and I'm going to pose it as a question, is how do you reconcile? Because I heard you talk about reconciliation. How do you reconcile with your own family members or your own church members when you disagree? How do you reconcile? I guess it depends on what the issue is, but when you're dealing with your own family members or church members, basically people who are close to you, it's not easy because it, it depends on what the topic is. If it's a topic of something very deep in the family history and there's nothing you can do to change it, then most of the time what you have to do is just move on and leave that issue alone and let God bring healing to those people because it's such a deep hurt. 
in a deep pain in the history of the family that it's not going to be reconciled. It has to be healed and you got to move on from it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to agree. But it depends on what the issue is, Desmond. If it's something that is not difficult, like, uh, you know, I offended you and you happen to be my uncle or my brother, then, you know, you, you have to handle that biblically, like a Matthew 18, tell the person that they've offended you and find forgiveness. But if it's something like a deep hurt, like the uncle abused uh, your daughter, okay, something like that, when you have these kinds of dark secrets or these deep pains, uh, there, you know, reconciling those takes uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes a lifetime. The best thing you can do is to heal and move on. What do you think? Well, I think you're a wise man. Um, <laughs> see, the question is actually family members and church members are supposed to be. I'm a Christian, and okay. we believe in Jesus. Okay. And Jesus says love. Mm-hmm. So, so. So I, I have a, a, a pastor who is in peace and reconciliation, mm-hmm. and he mentioned to me, I asked him the same question. He said, that's a difficult thing to do, but you do three things. You love them, mm-hmm. and you love them, mm-hmm. and you love them. That sounds and like it's a only good the power pastor of the to Holy me. Spirit that will change them. Mm-hmm. Yes, you love them, and you love them, and you love them. And sometimes these opinions that they have or that we have are actually not what happened it's what people say and when you believe what people said and you don't believe what god says you don't believe in jesus we're just wasting time so you're right we just pray 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 move on pray but pray prayer and fasting can also change sounds like you have a really smart pastor and he's right on you gotta love him you've been listening to real talk with dr david anderson weekend edition a ministry of bridgeway community church We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.